All right, well, I am in Sydney, Australia, and we actually have a very special guest today. It's a little bit different to our normal. We normally have people that work in the rental industry as owner operators or suppliers. We do have someone that is a supplier, but they are also a rugby league star. So Tom Trebojevic, welcome. Oh, thank you, thanks for having me. So this is a bit of a special one. So I was working with uh, Ifin Capital and they mentioned that you've, uh, you've joined on a part-time basis to, to get introduced as a broker into the industry, which is, I find quite amazing. And it's a great opportunity to sort of plan your career ahead. But before we get into that, maybe just want to talk about how you first got associated with Ifin Capital. Yeah, so it started oh, a few years ago now. Um, so I was at uni studying commerce, majoring in finance. So I had an interest in, in the industry and um, my dad, I was very involved in my junior club, one of our Raiders, and he went to, a, a, I think it was a sponsor night or something along those lines, and Ifin Capital was actually a sponsor of the Man of our Raiders, and got talking to Nathan, who was, who was the principal, and uh, said that he wanted to get me off uh, playing PlayStation too much and get me out and, and you know, doing something on, on the back of my uni degree, and, yeah, went from there, caught up with, with Nathan and Josh, and, yeah, that really sparked the... Um, you know, the partnership and you know I've really been enjoying doing the work with them and I've been learning a lot and it's been really good for me. So so what did you study at university? Yeah so I did commerce majoring in finance at, at Macquarie so just doing it part-time took me a while to get through it but you know when we started uh, when you come into playing under 20s you kind of had to study or work and I chose to study so I did that. Interesting and so obviously it was just balancing the work when I say work rugby league and then yep. study so like how did you sort of manage both those at the same time? Well, I think a lot of people have the perception that rugby league takes up a lot of your time. But in pre-season, yeah, it is, you know, a very, you know, nine to five type job. You gotta, you gotta, you know, go go in every day. But once the season starts, you got a lot of time off and you got a lot of days off to, to go out there and, you know, do what you want. So it, it allowed me to, to go study at uni and, and gave me that flexibility. Yeah, very nice. And I know people are going to want me to ask this question. So you mentioned get away from playing PlayStation. So what were you playing on PlayStation? Yeah, I was a, a massive FIFA head. Love, <laughs> love FIFA. I played it since I was about you know, nine, ten years old and um, got very good at it. But I haven't played it for a few years now, oh, so I won't challenge anyone out there. <laughs> disappointing. I, I play pro clubs quite a lot, but it's quite yep. frustrating because it yep. seems to be impossible to get consistent wins. <laughs> yes, I was an ultimate team man. I loved it. Oh, it's very good. All right, so obviously you're playing rugby league, but then you're also involved with IFIN Capital. So how do the two work together and, and what's your role within IFIN Capital? Yeah, look, so obviously football is my number one priority. It's, um, you know, what I do for most of my days, but, you know, with IFIN, I'm a qualified broker. So for me, it's just about continuing to learn and grow my skills and, and learn more about the industry. So, you know, one day when footy is no more for me, I'm, I'm able to transition into the industry more easily and so talk to me about like planning your career because obviously you you were studying in the under 20s and through your career to date and then you've made the conscious decision to to be involved with IFIN Capital and be, to be a qualified broker so talk me through about that mentality yeah so the mentality is I think it's really good you get a lot of learnings in rugby league that they, they kind of let you know that rugby league's not forever and you know a lot of people I guess struggle with, with the transition out, out of footy and you, you, see, you kind of see that struggle because you play with a lot of play, players that retire and often go into nothing. So for me seeing that um, and then getting that opportunity from Nathan, it kind of you know sparked in my mind that I, I need to um, 
you know, put things in place that make that transition easier for me. And, you know, I've really been enjoyed learning about the, the equipment finance and the rental industry. And, and you know, hopefully I continue to learn learn my skills. So once it, you know, I transition out, out of footy, I've got a really good opportunity for me to go into. Mm. So you mentioned that a lot of players, I guess they don't plan their career after footy and then they're not sure of where they're going into. Like, obviously that must play a bit of a burden near the end of someone's career, whether it's through injuries or age or whatever it is. Like, is that a common theme? Do you think that people aren't, I guess, prepared mentally and also through their career? Yeah, I think it definitely it definitely has been. You know, the NRL is doing a lot of work in, in that space to try and make that, you know, less of an effect. But, you know, it's hard to forecast a mental battle of not being around a footy team anymore. But if you have things in place that, you know, allow you to transition somewhere to earn income, to support your family or whatever position you're in, it's going to make that transition all the smoother and put people in, I guess, a better mental state. So... Uh, they're doing really good things in that space. There's still, you know, a long way to go. Uh, yeah, but I like what they're doing at the moment. And so let's talk about transferable skills. I want to make sure that people that play professional sport don't think that there aren't transferable skills into a career after any type of sport. So, so what do you think are some of the transferable skills? Yeah, well, communication is probably the big one uh, for us in a, a team sport. You've got to communicate with not only the people next to you, your coaches, etc., and that's the same in, in the equipment finance industry communication is key uh, across you know directors or whoever you're talking to and I think another thing that's really important that I'm the part of the industry that I really enjoy is, is problem solving you know being a finance broker it's often going into to businesses and trying to you know solve problems of how to reach the best outcomes for them and uh, that's that's a big part of footy too you're, you're often on the field and you've got to work out how you're breaking down the fences or how to solve the, the shapes they're, they're throwing at you so I think those two are really transferable and um, are really big in what I've seen. And so, so you're a qualified broker, but maybe just for the listeners out there, when you say you're a broker and you support the equipment rental industry or any industry, like uh, what does that mean? Yeah, for me, I think it's with a lot of business owners being time poor, you know, we can help them find the best you know, financial solutions for them that, that meet their business, whether it's you know big equipment or small rental industry, we can help them set up their business to best meet their outcomes. All right, well then being in the uh, the equipment rental industry really and being a finance broker and helping people sort out their assets and that sort of stuff, like what, what do you enjoy as part of part of the role? Well, I love learning about different businesses. I, I kind of spoke a little bit about it before, but the problem solving component of it, you know, you often go to meet with clients and it's either they're trying to sort an issue out or they're trying to work out how to grow and being able to best solve that problem for them and give them the best you know, flexibility and best outcomes going forward is the part of it I really enjoy. And then obviously on the business development side, you can obviously use your star fame to, to try and get you in. I know when we walked in the office here, I think the, the office was freaking out that, that Tom was here. So uh, from a finding new business, have you, have you um, like how have you been, uh, I guess, learning how to engage and reaching businesses and to, I guess, sell the services? Yeah, well, it's kind of been quite a tricky one. You know, kind of come on it. It's more of the back end of 2019, so kind of went straight into COVID where originally a big focus for us was going to be going out to events and, and meeting clients and, and seeing people. It's kind of uh, COVID put that on hold. So it's going to, a real focus for me, you know, in the next few years is going out there and doing some business development, putting my name out there and showing people that I'm, I guess, not just a footy player, that I'm an equipment finance broker as well. So uh, if anyone out there is... 
um, looking to help me in that. I think my performance review is up soon, so uh, reach out and I'll be uh, to find some time and go out and meet uh, you. If we put your email in the show notes, you're going to get bombarded with people that want to talk to you. So, Well, well that's that's more than fine. My email is uh, tom at ivancapital.com.au and then, uh, reach out and we'll, we'll certainly find some time to come out and meet you. Very good. And so in talking about networking events, so coming up in May is actually the the annual Hire and Rental Industry Association event, which is called yep. Hire 23, which is basically where all the suppliers and all the rental businesses from Australia uh, come together at an event. It's actually in Sydney this yep. year. So it'll definitely be good to try and get you uh, to attend that event. I think it's on the 24th and 25th of May. Yep. Uh, definitely get you some tickets down there and show you around because that'll be a huge networking event. There's stands, booths, uh, there's networking events, there's after hours stuff, uh, all that sort of stuff. That yeah, that, that's perfect. And that's something that I'll, if I can attend, I'll be, be there and, um, like you said, that's what it's all about for me now is is trying to you know build my brand and uh, in, in the equipment finance industry and the rental industry and events like that are perfect for me to go out there and meet people and uh, and learn more about them and, and what they do. All right, well, look, if you, if you do attend uh, any of these types of industry events, like I think it's important uh, to, to just be yourself when you go to these events. And as I said previously, like just show an interest in, in the industry itself. I think... If you go there with an open mind, uh, be yourself, be approachable, all those little things, uh, you'll have a good time and I think business will uh, will come to you organically as well. No, I completely agree. And I think if you, you do see me at one of these events, uh, make sure you come up if, just to talk footy, then I'd love to do that with you. And uh, who knows, we might be able to um, you know, work together and see how we can you know, reach the best solutions for your business. Good. And so talk to me about your first deal that you won. Oh, my first deal, was a, it was a small four-click deal, so uh, yeah, I still remember it back in the day, but it was uh, pretty exciting. You know, first deal in this industry is always uh, um, exciting. First in anything is really exciting, so it was cool, and um, it's in the rental industry as well, so it's good to share it on this podcast. All right, cool. So obviously, forklift is the first deal, and then sort of working your way through. Um, I'm sure as you get involved in more of the networking events, more and more opportunities will come. And I think probably the big thing is just have an open mind and just show an interest. I think if you show an interest, mm. like opportunities will come with you, and and I think uh, it would just sort of naturally uh, create work, and you'll get more involved. So, um, so I want to talk more about other professional athletes. So. What advice would you give to other athletes that are looking to plan their career after any type of professional sport? Yeah, I think the earlier you start, the better. I think the more you're able to go out there and do and I guess learn about yourself and what interests you, uh, the quicker you can find out about yourself is you know what you want to do post-footy. So for me, um, I was able to do this pretty young and you know it's given me a good solid base, something to, to grow on and something that I'll, that I'll keep working over. I, over the you know latter half of my footy career and like I said before hopefully uh, smoothen that transition out of footy so for them I would say get out there go try some things and learn what interests you and and then do what do what needs to be done to to learn what you can in that, in that industry all right so look this is a bit of an interesting question so obviously concussions are a pretty hot topic uh, in rugby league and in all contact sports around the world at the moment the research is coming out does that play on your mind or do you think it plays on other players' minds around when they're planning their career or future after rugby league? Yeah, I think the um, I think a lot of people do think about it and you know, the NRL's doing an awesome job with the, the guidelines they're putting in place around concussion and in supporting their athletes and it, it's sending a, a strong message to us that they do support us and I think it also shows the importance for, for us as an athlete to go out there and 
and find out what, what interests you because you never know when your last game of footy is going to be. You need to do everything you can to smoothen that transition out of footy. And yeah, it, it also shows the importance that you also need to, to follow the guidelines because they're, they're set in place for a reason. So make sure you follow them. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, look, one of uh, one of the people I was talking to before I came on this podcast, he, I mentioned that, that uh, you were coming on the on the episode, and he he was quite excited. And he said his son was stoked that you scored two tries on the weekend and got his fantasy team a ton of points. Yeah. How does that play in your mind around the fantasy? Do you get a lot of messages? Uh, you, you do actually get a few messages. It's, it's really grown over recent years, and you get a lot of people thanking you for for winning them there. The, the game this week on fantasy, I think it's how it's worked, they burst each other or something, but uh, you often get uh, messages of abuse saying that uh, they let the team down this week and um, they captain me, etc. So it's all part of it. It's, uh, um, it. It gets interesting in the game and uh, it's good fun. Yeah, and so I guess with all the, the positive stuff that happens and the negative stuff, like obviously you've had a range of injuries over your career as well. Like how does that play on your mental health, like the confidence side of things? Yeah, the... The confidence is um, probably the hardest thing to, to, I guess, bring back. But for me, it's I'm a very process-orientated guy. It's about having those those processes in place that I know help me be the best you know, athlete I can be, and that gives me confidence. So um, me being diligent with um, those processes helps me know that that I'm going to be the best I can be on the field, and you know, whatever, and then I can go out there and just do what I do. Yeah, and I, I had someone else ask me this question, so I may as well just throw in all the, the fan questions before the episode. So one of the people asked, uh, what goes through your mind uh, when you're playing State of Origin and someone puts up a massive bomb and you're at fullback and you're looking up and you've got the defensive line running towards you and you've got like that three seconds to catch the ball? Like what's, what's going through your mind at that point? Well, I haven't actually played fullback. Um, I played wing, so I guess I can answer it. Um, but yeah, it's it's not too much. You, you you when you're out there playing state of origin in in that arena, you you don't really want to be thinking too much. You just want to be you know falling back on on what you're doing and just going out there and um, really focusing on your role. And that's that's a big thing about playing that arena is you're playing with with the best of the best. So you know you know if you just do your your role really well, it's um, it's going to help the team win. So you're not thinking too much. You're just thinking. Uh, let's catch this ball and get on with it. Yeah. And look, I think that skill in itself is very transferable into any career. Like if you overthink whatever you're working on, whether you're talking to a customer for the first time or whether you're closing a deal or whether you're learning about new equipment, whatever it is, like you just need to remember that you're in that learning phase and you're putting the effort in and, and not to try and get like in your own head. Because most of the time it is just in your own head. And so it's exactly like you mentioned, yeah. if you overthink catching that massive bomb in the biggest stage, obviously you're probably going to drop it. Mm. If you're talking to a customer and you're nervous about saying the wrong thing, you're probably going to say the wrong thing. Yeah. So I think it's just also just realizing that you're learning and just the confidence will come naturally over yeah, time. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, yeah, I think also like if you don't know something, like to seek help. Um, there's people out there that will be, be able to help um, in a, any party businesses uh, in what you do. So I think that's what we find when um, often people, you know, with their finance, um, they, they don't get the best solutions because they don't know them. So um, for us, we're, we're happy to help with anyone to, to, to provide the best outcomes for them. Very good. And finally, so how do you define success? Yeah, it's a, it's a really open question. It's 
it's, it's a tough one to answer, but for me, it's it's very individualised. Uh, for everyone, they've got to know what they what they want to achieve in life, and um, it, for them to go out and do it, they can call themselves successful. And you know, I know for me, I, I love playing the game rugby league, and and that's you know my my main focus and um, being successful in that is you know what I want to do, and that that involves you know you know, winning premierships, etc. So I'll continue to work hard to achieve that. But, you know, once that ends, um, who knows? You know, you've, you've got to work out what what motivates you, what, I guess, makes you tick, and then uh, you set goals and you go out there and you try and, I guess, tick those goals off. Very good. All right, Tom, well, thank you for coming on the Rental Journal podcast. No, thanks for having me.